0: Welcome
1: to Book Two, two guys tell you about the books they're reading. I'm Rob Olson. And I'm Livia Uh This week we promised an interlude, and you're still going to kind of get an interlude. <laughs> but we did have <laughs> a, a last minute, it's not even going to be a full review. I mean, I think we're going to give this a rating. But yeah. Rob and I were talking off the podcast, uh, and thanks to Frank Edler. So as soon as we were closing out the last episode, um, I had mentioned to Rob that Frank Edler had shared a book and that it had what could be the best title ever. Now, do you remember what the previous <laughs> best title ever was?
0: I honestly could not tell you. I'm sorry.
1: Every time we meet at the Beer oh, yeah. Queen, your whole fucking face explodes. Yeah. By Carlton Mellick was our previous, um, or at least my personal previous, uh, favorite title ever. And this, I don't know, this might be a tie. Heart Shaved Box. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you Google it, Google is really, really fucking certain that you want to hear a Nirvana song or read a Joe Hill book. and yeah. It doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> it tries so hard to just give you heart-shaped box, which is not anywhere near as clever as as the title to the book we're uh, going to be kind of reviewing. I say kind of reviewing because it's really short and we're kind of going to talk about it. So it's not going to be your full-fledged re- review. Right. But uh, heart-shaped box. and. I just Googled it, and of course, there's Nirvana Lyrics, a video, here's Joe Hill's book. By the way, heart Box by Joe Hill. Uh, one of those books where the first half, brilliant, and then it kind of petered out a little bit for me. Huh. But, so like a Stephen King book? No, I don't <laughs> know. Uh, uh.
0: All right, here's out a little bit barbs. about,
1: yeah, so um, we didn't even, we don't even have like an actual prepared document, so um, this book is by Jeff O'Brien, um, and I'm going to try to find a bio for Jeff. I have one. Oh, let's do that. Let's use that one.
0: This is from the back of the book. Jeff O'Brien currently serves as an editor for New Kink Books. He has self-published his own books since 2013, landing in a few anthologies along the way, such as Tall Tales with Short Cox Volume 4, <clears throat> and Strange Sex, Volume 3 with Rooster Republic Press. When not writing or editing, he watches the sky for UFOs and listens to the album Demure by Engine Down rather frequently. He lives in New Hampshire with his wife and
1: their four dogs. The bio um, reads like this, and and we should do the the listener warning. Um, We're never safe for your children to listen to, but depending on how much content we talk about in this book, if you didn't get it from the title, um, it's going to be uh, very adult-themed. So here is the synopsis. Ellie and Frank are high school sweeties. Ellie is a good Catholic girl, and Frank is a typical horny 17-year-old male who is getting bored with his girlfriend's sworn oath of abstinence. After a year of monogamous blue balls and no hope in sight, Frank makes a few requests of Ellie, which she flat out rejects at first, but after consulting with her two best friends, Ellie is coaxed into a few minor promiscuous body alterations and just a little demonic possession, courtesy of Satan himself.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> we're not really going into this story expecting to take it very seriously. I, I, I know that I wasn't. Uh, when I started reading it i'm I'm guessing you're the same right, Livius
1: yes absolutely the
0: the story actually starts out and this is funny because like the thing that I thought about was it starts out very similar to how um Lords of Salem starts out where
1: it mm-hmm. yeah,
0: you had the same yeah <laughs> um where we start out back in the uh the time of the Salem witch trials, and there's a a woman, a seemingly innocent woman who is um uh, tied up in being accused of being a witch, and um, well, she protests, and uh, you know, says she's not a witch. The seemingly really stupid um, uh, priest, and then like you know his his um, what do you call the people that go to a church, parishioners, congregation, parishioners, works, yeah, um, kind of just doltishly, you know, try and find a reason to call her a witch. Um, and without going into too much detail... Should I go into detail? I don't know. This is yeah, really spoilery. Uh,
1: uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. If something's in the first five pages of a book, I don't know if you can call it spoilery.
0: Yeah. So basically, in order to prove she's a witch, at some point they strip her of all of her clothes because they're looking for a devil's mark, and when they don't see one, uh, someone realizes that there's one place that they can't see whether there's a mark, and it is under her pubic hair. And so they very crudely uh, remove the pubic hair and discover uh, a mark in the shape of a heart, which they take to be the devil's mark. Um, And then she actually turns out to be a witch and she kills
1: everyone. (laughs) So then we flash forward um, to today where we meet our protagonist, Ellie and Frank, her boyfriend, and and not to get into too much, the synopsis kind of covers what's going on with them. Uh, like, I don't know where to go with this, right? So, you know, the the whole premise of the book, you know, it's called Heart Shaved Box. So she goes to a spa to basically get a strip and wax and um, winds up with pubic hair in the shape of a heart. And ultimately she becomes... Kind of chilly ravenous um, because she was was unable to complete the sex she was having when, when Frank was kidnapped and she was knocked out. So the first thing she does is is have sex with a statuette of the Virgin Mary, which is pretty sizable, but that melts because it's a holy symbol. So she takes her childhood rocking horse and makes it disappear almost entirely. And upon climax, she actually falls over and is asking for help because there are just like the sled parts of the rocking horse sticking out of her. And I gotta tell you, I was reading this on lunch and just laughing out loud through the whole through the whole scene.
0: Yeah, it was <laughs> it was entertaining, um, and that's pretty indicative of like when it gets raunchy. That's the type of raunchy it is. It's kind of like over the top raunchy, not like weird or like over sexualized. It's like
1: kind of a, a for, absurd for rob sex with a rocking horse is not weird at all
0: well, <laughs> absurd is the word i used right right when you were starting yeah, to cut right. in okay. so, so that's beyond yeah you know what i'm trying to say yeah that's not um, weird it's like fucked up
1: and then i'm gonna go with my favorite quote it may be a little spoilery but right after she tells um basically satan and the witch about this uh Here's the quote. Oh, I love it, hooted Louie, clapping his hands. Dear, it can only be that you've been able to do that all along. You only needed to find the power within yourself, and the special ability of yours just might be what gets your boyfriend back. So basically, her ability to do that had nothing to do with demonic possession or anything else. That's just something she just never set her mind to doing.
0: (laughs) She just had to start shoving things up there to discover her real ability. How else do you know? Yeah, I mean... That's, that's like a, so really what that is, the moral of that is like, you never know until you try.
1: This story screamed, I've heard this several times before, but um, anything, anything is a dildo if you're, if you're brave enough, (laughs) something like that. Yeah. That's horrifying. All right. um, Some quotes and then maybe some discussion and some wrap up.
0: Uh, Go for it. I gave, I have two quotes and actually they both had to do with that. So I think I'm just going to leave the other one out. All
1: right, let me see what I've got here. Uh, notes. All right, this quote, and and I even knew what this was, although I wasn't a fan of the show. Um, they're explaining, um, the devil and the witch are explaining why they're in Salem, why that's where they're at. And Salem is apparently a hellbutt. So one of the girls says, a hellbutt? Indeed, said Liz, we used to call it a Hellmouth, but no longer do for copyright reasons. Like on Buff, yes, like on that show, said Louie. <laughs> so for copyright reasons, they were no longer allowed to call it a hell mouth. I like that <laughs> a lot. Um, this one's a little so I'm just gonna I'm share this with Rob. That scene at the end where where Ellie and Satan team up to do something. I'm not gonna go into it, but holy crap, that was <laughs> that was amazing. Um <laughs> Here is a quote from, I think this is from Jesus. Yeah, it's from Jesus. Well, you see, Christianity has a lot of fine print, you know, a lot of loopholes, too. Why else do you think they appointed a Jew as figurehead of the whole operation? I probably would have just been a lawyer otherwise. Wow. Just wow. That's pretty funny, too. Now, that being said, let's talk about a little <laughs> bit about the religious aspects of this. Um, if for some reason you're a first time listener because you Googled this and it came up that we were talking about it or whatever, you probably don't know that I'm really not offended by anything. And I don't know <laughs> that anything is really over the line. Um, both on this podcast and in my personal life. My sense of humor is pretty um uh, pretty accepting. That being said, all this stuff with uh with, with Jesus was was fine and well. Until you make the guy out to be a pedophile. Now, here's why I'm saying this. Whoa, here we go. So, and I'm, I don't want to get all ranty about it. You know, I, I realize that he's a fictional character, both in this book and, and probably in real life. But you know, a, a, the, a religious icon like that, like if you want to, if you want to go after priests as pedophiles, they've done enough of that. It's probably okay. I. I just got a real uneasy feeling when you take, you know, probably the biggest religious icon in the world other than God himself and, and turn him into somebody that's spending time on on the Web looking for like, you know, places you can go and have sex with like young children. It, it just didn't it, it didn't need to go that far. The rest of the stuff was funny. You know, Jesus looks like Horshack from um, Welcome Back, Hotter, Hilarious. The whole stuff about him being a Jew and he would have been a lawyer if it wasn't for all the loopholes in religion that's great the other that was just a little too far for me personally and and i'm not religious so
0: so what what about it is what makes it too far
1: i think it's just really really offensive to to make like i said a religious icon like that and turn him into a pedophile with no good reason is i don't know it just it was it was in poor taste in poorer taste than even i'm willing to accept i guess
0: i find that i find that fascinating yeah um Because, I mean, if you think about it, let's put blame where blame belongs on this one. Like, it is the history, the long, long history of abuses by priests and covering up or protecting those priests by the church that has basically put that impression on not just the individual priests that do that, but to the overall institution, which then obviously would eventually bleed upward toward their figurehead.
1: I understand what you're saying, but here's my thought on it. So let's, let's, let's try to be religious people. Let's try to be Catholics who actually believe in God for just a moment. You have this thing, this, this, I don't even celestial, (laughs) supernatural, whatever you want to call it thing. And then the local part of it's run (laughs) by people and people do bad shit. So this is akin to, uh, let, let me put it to you a different way. Let's say you work for a major electronics retailer <laughs> okay? OK. And let's say that there have been numerous incidents where cashiers in the stores have been stealing the credit card numbers of people who come in there to buy things and then using them to buy stuff online. It's like then taking and calling that whole company a, a, a credit card thief. Does that make sense? OK, but there's a there's a more like the CEO of the company doing, you know what I mean, and calling him a thief because. Some of the people at the local level have chosen to do something different.
0: But the major um, difference is like, what did the CEO or the company do in response to that? If they were like, okay, no, no, but no. now you're
1: implying that Jesus could just fire priests.
0: Well, first of all, Jesus isn't fucking real, so this whole oh, argument right. is okay. ridiculous. No, no,
1: I know, but you know what? There are people who believe he is, and it's not just a few.
0: Okay, yeah, I get it, but here's what I'm saying: the 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 church has gone out of its way. To fucking protect and hide, you know, protect the priests and hide what they've done to children, like gone far out of its way.
1: No, I get it, but I, I feel like
0: you're equating the church to like God Himself. I mean, there's no They're other not. there's no other way to there's there's no other way to approach it because okay. God and Jesus are not real. There's no way I can be like, well,
1: it's Jesus's fault because that's fucking insanity. Thing instead of jesus it was it was the pope yeah. i would probably be a little more in your court on this
0: i mean all right so i get what you're saying you're just saying like whoa dude too far mm-hmm. not not cool but like who's you see what my point is it's yeah not...
1: uh, yeah there's no one's going to file jesus isn't going to file a lawsuit for <laughs> slander or whatever libel or whichever one it is when it's in a book
0: I'm saying it's the fault of the institution it's the fault of the church and everything that you know is involved with the church for reacting the way they did to this ongoing fucking decades old scandal of priests you know messing around with
1: little kids and stuff I'm sure it's hundreds of years old I'm not defending the church in any way shape (laughs) or form I'm defending the idea of Jesus but
0: at some point if like if the church like so all right let's do that let's be religious people let's say that for the 38 years i've been on this planet i have been a straight up what would it be a catholic
1: a catholic yeah
0: let's say i've just been just like uh, the biggest catholic ever don't you think at some point i'm thinking to myself wait a minute if these priests are are doing these things to kids and and that's bad but the church is is trying to hide it or cover it up so the church is also bad like what does that make Jesus, who is supposed to be like you know what I'm saying? Like at some point I'm gonna be like I don't know about this fucking religion that I'm a part of.
1: I, I understand your point. I'm just saying there's there is a separation in my opinion, and, and maybe in the opinion of some others, <laughs> between God the 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 idea of God or or God if he's actually a bearded guy and a throne in heaven, whatever. <laughs> And church, which is people who do things of their own free will.
0: So you're separating um, the place of worship from the object of worship.
1: Yes. All right. I mean, I didn't. I didn't want this to go on. Honestly, it wasn't. (laughs) I said this. I didn't want this to turn into a tirade. That's the one thing that rubbed me wrong about this book, and it rubbed me wrong. And you know me, and you know that I'm not yeah religious or whatever and that's what i said for people on the podcasts, they might be like oh this guy's just getting offended by shit no really stuff doesn't offend me but you were raised religious right no you know what i went to a lutheran school for till fourth grade but i was never really forced to believe you know what i mean like there weren't regular mm. church attendings or anything like that i, I had life. to so so through fourth grade you had to go like part of school was going to church on sunday and then mm-hmm. there was um, church on, I think it was Wednesday too, like for two hours in the morning or whatever. It was, I don't know, it was a really long time ago when I was in fourth grade. So you have six days of school? That sucks. Well, church wasn't school. You just had to attend the you know, whatever. But, but like if you didn't show up on Sunday or... did you get in trouble in school? Um. Yeah, if you didn't have like, yeah, if you didn't have like a good reason, yes. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then I <laughs> went to a Chicago public school after that where we just shot motherfuckers. So yeah. it was a real different thing for me.
0: Kind of a yeah, shifting gears a little bit. <laughs> All right. So maybe they took it a step too far with Jesus as your is your approach. I don't see that. Um so it's so a little point counterpoint on that one.
1: That's fine, yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen. This it's the sound of me thumping a Bible. Actually it's it's Big goes by S. G. Brown. So wait, wait, is it the uh,
0: behind is it Yes, yeah, it's the it's behind, behind the dresser the,
1: edition. Yeah. Behind the
0: dresser edition? That's good. Yeah.
1: All right. You ready to give this a, a wrap up?
0: Um yeah, I'll, I'll start. <laughs> I, wasn't <laughs> I wasn't expecting to do a wrap-up. I wasn't expecting to do a wrap-up on this one. Here's what I'll say about Heart Shaved Box. I uh I don't know if we talked about the origin of where we discovered this book, um, but uh can we talk about that before I do my wrap up actually? The
1: part where we saw Frank Edler post about it?
0: Well that's the thing, because Livius and I were talking and and he said, Yeah, Frank Edler posted this thing about um this book with a you know on the title alone I think it's worth looking into and I said, What's the title? And he said, Heart Shaved Box and I was like, dude, it's already on my Kindle app <laughs> because I had seen it um I don't know, maybe a week or two before and just I think it was free at the time. Like it was a promotion. So I was like, yeah dude, click free. Of course I'm gonna get a book called Heart Shaved Box. Um But then I was just going to let it sit on the Kindle app and just like, you know, forget about it. But um, then Livius brought it up and I was like, well, I've already got it. So that's I think that's why we actually made the decision to talk about it. Great title. Obviously, it's a title that drags people in. Um, But it was a fun story. It was a cute story. I know that it's got a lot of like uh, apparently controversial talk about Jesus (laughs) Uh, and some graphic sex and things like that. But um, it was just a goofy kind of fun, bizarro story. I enjoyed it. I didn't I didn't think it was like um the type of story that takes itself seriously. So it was just kind of fun to to hear some shenanigans and read some goofy stuff. Um so I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good book. I'm gonna give it three and a half uh
1: so I thought it was really funny and, and sometimes you get these books that I know there are things that happen in the story that I, that will come up. Someone will say something down the line and I'll be like, Oh, like in that book, it'll be a book that's on my mind. Um, maybe in the back of my mind, but for, for quite a while, if not forever. Um, I really liked a lot of the stuff that was going on in here. Uh, the, the the weird sex stuff was, was great. Um, for the most part, the representation of actual religious and or whatever evil religious icons was uh, was pretty good and entertaining. Um, that being said, it takes a lot for me to, to be taken aback by something that somebody puts in their book. And uh, this time I don't know that it was uh, it was necessary. It's a it's a fun read. It's a short read. Um, It reminds me a little bit like, you know, I said S.G. Brown because I grabbed the book and I was thinking about it. I was like, if S.G. Brown took, what are some drugs that would make you do some really weird shit, Rob? Like if S.G. Brown like took acid and decided to write? (laughs) I don't know. I've never been a drug person. I think that this
0: could be a drunken. Like if you were just drunken, like, oh, that would be a funny idea.
1: Yeah. So uh, this this could be like S.G. Brown if S.G. Brown went horribly, horribly wrong in, in his head. Um, for some reason, it, it was a lot of fun. I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lower my score from what it would have been, because really this thing kind of upset me a little bit. This Jesus thing. Um, so I'm going to go I'm going to fall in with Rob on this and, and say three and a half stars. I would have given it more if we would have treated Horshack with a little more respect.
0: Jesus Christ, man.
1: Whoa, whoa. Oh, that's okay.
0: Was it a trigger? Did it trigger
1: yeah, you? Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> really pedophilia i mean like uh.
0: again man it's not like it was something that he was just like i know i'll make jesus a pedophile it's like the church is so like think of I, a different institution I, i'll give you i'm gonna i can think of one other institution that is more strongly tied to pedophilia than church Canambla? yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> think of a third you can't yeah no,
1: I no I listen, I get it, and I'm not again, I'm not defending the church in any way, shape or form, I'm defending the religious iconography, you know, and you know there are people there are people who worship and don't go to church, I mean who believe in God and read the Bible and don't attend any type or belong to any type of church, uh, I don't know how that helps your case at all. I'm just saying though that, that yeah, they're really a... offending their God, basically. <laughs> I'm not offending anybody's God. No, no, I don't know, man. You were making <laughs> some pretty strong arguments for Jesus being a pedophile during this episode. I'm just saying he's guilty by association. But see, should we do guilt by association? Is that the right thing to do? I mean I know in our personal I don't just... I mean, I don't think yeah.
0: I do, but like I think that's what's happening. Could be. Wow. We just got really uh this is what this is what regular people sound like, right?
1: I have no fucking idea, right? I don't, I don't talk to regular people. I talk to you. Alright, well, let's talk about something else. <laughs> Alright, can we talk about the dub challenge or the mannequin challenge or any kind of challenge?
0: Yeah, we can talk about whatever, as long as it's not the ice bucket challenge.
1: Because well, that's so think last it, year. Did it all start with the ice bucket challenge? Oh, um, did start? What was that stupid song that, uh, that everybody was making videos of themselves? Oh, it was um the Harlem Shake? Yeah, that was kind of a challenge, wasn't it?
0: It was just everybody was doing the same. Like, there was a formula, and you did it, and then you posted it. So, yeah, it was kind of kind of like a challenge. It wasn't like a challenge, but it was like, oh, this is my Harlem Shake video.
1: So, I don't understand challenges. I, I get that the Ice Bucket Challenge raised more for um, ALS. Uh, for ALS. I was gonna say Lou Gehrig's disease, which right? is ALS. Like, yes. Like, I couldn't think what the Yeah, I couldn't think what the letters were. Um, you know, in like six months or three months or whatever, then then that association had raised in in the entire time <laughs> since been, Lou Gehrig. Uh, yeah, since Lou Gehrig himself, including Lou Gehrig. Um,
0: he got so see, he know, got associated with something. Or are
1: you gonna get all upset about that? I'm just kidding. He got. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> So the, the thing is, the mannequin challenge I didn't understand, but now there's apparently a dub challenge, which is to post, I'm guessing, an unflattering picture of yourself and then put some kind of... I don't even understand what it's called, the dub challenge. Like, I don't understand. Um, I've honestly never heard say, of this, so
0: I'm looking for it online yeah, it's, right now. It's,
1: it's trending on Facebook. Um, and <laughs> the thing that I... It, it, this this ties into this, this thing. You know, you go to Trending and it just shows you posts. Like if your friends posted about it and then it just shows random strangers. Like sometimes it's like legitimate news, but sometimes it's like Bob. Like you see Bob's post on Trending, like about yeah. what it is. So as I'm scrolling through trying to figure out what the hell this thing is, because uh, the big deal was Shaka Khan participated today. Do you, are you familiar with Shaka, the works of Shaka Khan? No shaka khan is an r&b musician from the primarily from the 80s i guess is when she was big um i did see her once open for prince so i'm actually uh, intimately familiar with the works of shaka khan (laughs) um (laughs) as i'm scrolling through trying to figure out what this is somebody angela mcgriff who is just somebody i don't know on facebook posted so tired of all these challenges what about challenges for god I don't even know. What the, yeah, so basically what does that mean? People, I don't even know. But it, there's no punctuation, and God isn't capitalized. And I guess it kind of fits in. Maybe the challenges for God should be we should question when people call his son a pedophile. Wow.
0: So do, are we going to do a dub challenge? Is that what's the, so it looks no. like, so from what I'm seeing on Facebook, you post a picture when you were like a stupid, ugly child. And then you post a picture of how you're looking good now. Is that kind of the idea?
1: I guess. Shaka Khan, the big thing was she posted a picture of herself at probably at her peak weight, which was sensible. And then a picture from more recently um, where she's just old but not as overweight. Mm.
0: We could dub challenge, man.
1: Yeah, I'm going to not dub challenge. I'm going to refuse to participate in any challenges, I think. I think that's going to be my challenge is not challenging myself with anything. (laughs) All right. (laughs) The no challenge um, challenge.
0: The challenge challenge. The no challenge nope. challenge. Yeah. Um, I I'm tempted to to dub challenge just now that it's become a thing to me. Oh my
1: god. Bro, don't be that. For the person. podcast
0: though. For the podcast. I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna fuck I'm gonna dump a, a bucket of ice on your head when I see you if you dub challenge. You're gonna be in constant <laughs> fear that I'm gonna that I'm gonna drop ice on your head.
0: Mm. All right, I mean all right, fine, then I won't do it. What other challenges have we got going on? The mannequin challenge. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen those. I was tempted to do one. Like, not tempted. I think the people that I work with were gonna were talking about doing one, but it never came. nothing ever came of it.
1: Um, I'm pretty I, sure that while I'm at work, a lot of times I'm doing the mannequin challenge, <laughs> and I don't even know that I'm doing it. You're just standing completely still. i stand standing there motionless for, like, 15 minutes waiting for my day to be over.
0: <laughs> um, I've seen some, and here's the thing, like... I've seen a few different mannequin challenge videos, and instead of just appreciating the fact that everybody is being so still as this video is being recorded, I'm looking for that motherfucker who screws up.
1: Maybe what we should do if we're going to do that is post a still photo, (laughs) but embed it in a video. So the timer's going, so people would be like, oh my God, these guys haven't moved for four and a half fucking hours. But They're have amazing. like the
0: Ken Burns effect, so the video moves or the photo moves a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we just, we bullshit. We bullshit <laughs> the mannequin challenge, and we do it for like two hours and 40 minutes.
0: I mean, this is, we obviously don't fit into normal
1: society. What we're you talking know, about videos, can I tell you how angry I am at the news? Why are you angry at the news? So, the news, if you watch it now, basically every night ends with this exact statement. The The final clip is, oh, a, a video has gone viral. And I'm tired of the word viral because the news uses it every night. And basically part of the newscast is um, a puppy that sounds like it's saying, I love you, or a soldier coming home and surprising his parents who's been, you know, he's been away for a long time. But they always start with, a video has gone viral, and I'm so tired of hearing those fucking words. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: Does it have anything to do with the fact that nobody watches the videos on our YouTube channel?
1: None of those videos have gone viral. None of them have. Like, they haven't been on the news. It's just think... terrible. First of all, that shouldn't be news. Second of all, they should try to figure out a new way to intro. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just I don't know. Well, I'm just right, so stuff I'm sick again. I think
0: here's I think here's my usually my interpretation of like what would be considered mainstream media talking about anything that is current is that they obviously don't know from firsthand experience what they're talking about. They're, they're just trying to hear the words that they heard, like the kids say, you know, in their life or something like that to sound like they know what they're talking about. That's my impression.
1: Yeah. And, and I th- You might be on to something because I think that the average person who watches the news isn't, and and not that I'm like got my finger on the pulse of what's happening in the world or anything, but um, I think that they're far less advanced even than I am. The average person that just watches like the five o'clock news. Yeah. It's probably the kind of person who's like, oh, oh, maybe we should go look at that on the internets, you know, like people who don't really. There's have seen people who've never heard of like Reddit or Twitter
0: or. Yeah. I'm going to do a little test right now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what uh, <laughs> dab
1: is? Um, I know that it's that you're talking about, it's some type of like drug usage, right? No. Oh. Is dabbing not um, have something to do with using a vaporizer to smoke pot?
0: No, no, I will tell you, so what I'm referring to now, that could be, but what I'm referring to is uh, the dab is a dance move I'm on Wikipedia right now. A dance move in which the dancer simultaneously drops the head while raising an arm and the elbow in a gesture that has been noted to resemble sneezing. So, like...
1: Okay, I got to look this gotta up. Got to look
0: it up, because, yeah. So, like, you basically drop your head down into the elbow. You were of, just, like, were you arm. just doing it? I'm actually doing it physically right now. You could hear the microphone change. Yeah. So, like, you're,
1: you're all like this. Oh, I've <laughs> seen this.
0: And then you hold the other arm up in the air, kind Ooh. of. Yeah. And apparently that's the dab. So, uh, okay. yeah. It's a constant struggle for me at work where there's kids that are, like, 20 years younger than me and they're like yeah that was totally a dab and i'm like well, i got to go look this up online cuz i have no idea what's going on
1: can i tell you how i just won over the potheads how cuz if of, you oh. look up what is dabbing and then put the word drug in there dabbing is a new way of ingesting cannabis that involves highly concentrated preparation known preparations known as dabs or butane hash oil these hard wax like concentrates are made by extracting thc blah 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 process uses butane gas something something
0: Wow, so you did win win over the potheads. I won over like the doofuses who are doing this dab. Yeah. And you won yeah. the potheads. I think
1: you are coming out on top on this one. I have seen this this video and wondered why I've been seeing it more often, but I guess this they up uh, about to be gone viral. I'm telling you, I'm gonna watch the news <laughs> tomorrow night. There's gonna be a viral video of people doing this. Uh
0: the dab or of dabbing? The dab. All right. I've seen, and I, since I know that you just kind of kill your time sometimes on Imgur, mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe you haven't seen, like, memes of, like, like maybe, like, Hitler or something, but it's, like, talking about him dabbing or something like that. I don't know.
1: I, uh, it kind of looks haven't... like
0: someone's throwing one arm up in the air, like,
1: Nazi salute style. Yep. So... Uh we we're not, we're not going to do the dabbing challenge either. That The dance or the other one. We're going to pass on both of those as well. <laughs> I
0: don't know. Maybe if we do enough dabbing, we might start to do the dab. Oh, God.
1: I don't even <laughs> want to think about it. Or a mannequin challenge. Or what's the other one? Dub? Dub. Yeah, dub, dab, and mannequins. All
0: shit. See, now this is the beautiful thing about being the age that we are right now. Mm-hmm. We have complete license to not give a fuck about any of this. <laughs> and um, that's where I'm at.
1: You know, I, I part of the thing that bothers me about it is just like the, I don't know, conformity. And I'm not like, oh, be a free spirit, <laughs> do whatever you want, you know, but... <laughs> like my god man like some guys doing this half weird nazi salute thing so now you have to do it and it becomes cool for everybody to take a picture of themselves doing it till six months from now where if you do it you're a dork because that's played out from you know six months ago
0: yeah yeah i mean we've been we've been caught up in that though personally we were doing a podcast about books far before anybody else was and then it suddenly like caught on and everybody was doing a podcast about books right
1: and um, then, not yeah, yeah, there does seem there there has been, but to be fair, we have outlasted several of those podcasts, pretty much all of them, yeah, that's true, so we keep coming back to talk about things like dabbing <laughs> and argue about religion when we're not religious. that's right, that's right, all right, we have some podcast stuff to clear up, so uh m in Portland, Emily in portland uh developing news, if you listen to the last episode. We um, coerced slash invited, kind of maybe asked um, Emily if she would like to be the correspondent for TV shows for the podcast. Now, I'm not sure what the exact time frame was because this happened on Friday. And as many of you may have figured out, if you don't know me personally, that um, I, I work in retail and Friday was Black Friday, which is just hell day in retail for some people, because apparently Rob <laughs> had a great Black Friday. Uh,
0: well, are we going to talk about Black Friday, or are we going to talk about Emily in Portland?
1: We're going to do both. Awesome. So on Black Friday, and I didn't get a chance to respond because so I was super busy, but I think the episode posted maybe at like 8, 9 in the morning. Is that... Do you uh, think the episode?
0: Uh, wait, the episode, or...? Yeah, the episode. Yes, that
1: sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. So probably by noon, Emily had already accepted... The position, which she then maybe I'm not really sure if she was kind of recanting her accepting the position (laughs) because she had come. So the first message said, I accept with a exclamation point, which is awesome. But that was followed up like two hours later by I considered my TV correspondent position then looked at the shows recorded on my DVR. You'd fire me my first day on the job. So we we're not really sure what that means. Like we wouldn't fire her for her first day on the job, would we? No, I think it takes a lot for we never let someone go, really. I, I was gonna say we've never fired anyone, but we haven't been able to keep anyone either. <laughs> so <laughs> so let's so let's let's go through the list. We started out with Malaz Corbier as our first correspondent. Yep. And, with, and he mm-hmm. with his Malaz Minutes. His Malaz minute. Uh, Plural, more than one minute, I think, but the last minute, we followed that up with Brayton Cameron, who um, still from time to time participates, um, but less and less frequently all the time, sadly, in various roles as Skip Papersley, yeah, as Malik Tambali. yeah, Yeah. and then uh, we had a Adam Auten, who (laughs) out of nowhere dropped off. This guy was putting out more content than we were for our podcast. (laughs) I
0: know it was like. It was like he was trying to get to like 51% share in, in the content, and like he yeah. was going to do like some sort of like takeover. Hostile
1: takeover, yeah, yeah. Like a hostile yeah. takeover. And out of nowhere, he was gone. <laughs> Literally just fucking one day just gone. Yeah. And then uh, I guess that's it, right?
0: Was there anybody after A. No.
1: Uh, Ryan the oh. marketing intern. Oh, yeah. Who, yeah, over the yeah. last five months we've gotten one bit from him so we're not gonna say he's gone but but he seems like he's trying to to find the the uh the the exit door um and then emily who maybe only lasted two hours i don't know we don't know what this means emily
0: two hours comma zero content
1: (laughs) yeah so emily this offer's still open we guarantee we won't fire you we will help you craft your TV Correspondentship. You don't know this and we don't know this, but maybe A. Adam Auten went on to do bits for Saturday Night Live. We don't know. Yeah, we definitely don't know that. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what Malaz Corbier is doing now. Maybe he's writing content for 2020. It's possible. He, We don't know. We don't know. And we don't know what your future holds, Emily. <laughs> so please reach out. Let us know what you need from us <laughs> to help make you the great TV correspondent that we know you can be.
0: Um, on an unrelated note there I do want to since we're welcoming you know we've been welcoming people Mm -hmm. I do want to welcome our latest Patreon contributor okay Uh, her name is Emily (laughs) and uh, she's from Portland so (laughs) thank you very much for (laughs) contributing (laughs) I can't man it's true she was she was our latest yeah
1: we we don't have a Twitter follower of the week, mostly because the, the few people that followed us didn't really engage us in any way, shape, or form. So I saw some names and probably some more bots. Um, but yeah, yeah. Big welcome to Emily, our newest Patreon <laughs> contributor. Thank you and welcome. Mm-hmm. She's trying to get
0: like the record for being our newest of so many different things.
1: Yeah, and she's doing a great job. Maybe she'll be our newest TV correspondent. Yeah, that'd be great. All right, time to clear up some other stuff. So as you guys know, we just mentioned Patreon, and we're not going to plug Patreon. You guys already know what it is. If you're not donating money, please do so if you can. Um, I want to talk about, usually Rob and I sit down and talk about ideas we have for the podcast. Every once in a while, one of us goes completely rogue and tries (laughs) something all on their own. So, because you guys were unable to provide us with the type of Patreon funds <laughs> that it would take for us to no longer work at all and just be able to do this podcast several times a week, Rob apparently went out on his own and decided to do some new advertising for the website. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I, uh, I'm on Twitter. <laughs> um, I, I don't remember what I was looking at, but it was the post for the last episode. And I notice—I don't want to say it's like—I it, use a—I don't use Twitter. I use a Twitter client for my phone, so it always shows a. If there's a link, like if you actually click on the tweet, it shows you a preview of like what it is. So if let's say it's a, let's say it's an article on Lifehacker. If I actually click on the tweet, I can read sometimes most of the article right inside. Um, tweetings, by the way, if you're looking for a Twitter client, is fantastic. Uh, no affiliation to us, but it's a great program to have on your uh, Android phone or your iPhone. And as I'm going to just, like, back out of the tweet, I go, what were all those hashtags? I could swear (laughs) I saw, like, Viagra as one of the hashtags. I'm like, we didn't talk about Viagra during that episode. I don't think we've talked about Viagra during any episode. And I look, and all it is is, like, 35 hashtags that are, like, Cialis, Viagra, um, Viagra for sex, Viagra for women, Cialis for women, Cialis for men, like, all kinds of things. So, um, Rob. Would you like to share what what our new marketing plan is with the the Cialis people?
0: So, um, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I got to figure out. So, here's what happened. So, uh, about a month and a half ago, our feed got completely messed up in a way where I couldn't even post a new episode. Um, and things were really strange. So, the solution that came up was that we had to create an entirely new feed, um, and kind of move everything over onto there. So, it's just been a really kind of tumultuous last couple months of like, is this working? Is that working? Where is it working? What do we see? Are we getting, you know, the right statistics and stuff that we're expecting? So, it's just been a complete nightmare. Um, and I'm thinking we're close to out of the woods. <laughs> and then I get a message from Livius. <laughs> um, Where uh, it's just a picture of, like, a screenshot of his phone. And it's got all the stuff that he mentioned. Uh, And it says, I'm not sure if this is a problem or not. This is what shows up in tweetings as
1: tags. In tweetings, by the way? Tweetings is the the program. So I was a little concerned it might just be that program causing the problem.
0: No, but I independently verified it. I went to the um, podcast application. And now here's the tricky thing. And this may be stuff that people don't care about, but... Um, For episodes where I put a description in the body of of the uh, post, on the podcast app, I see the description I wrote. But for those that don't, because I remove the description after a while to kind of maintain the size of our feed, that's when we see online URL Viagra, Viagra use Viagra by online, Canadian generic Cialis, stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. it's like, how is that showing up there? So now um, I have no clue. But I have to get to the bottom of it.
1: I would just like you to know that I did some investigating myself, and I'm not sure what regular Viagra costs. But this did not seem to be cheap Viagra either.
0: <laughs> it's expensive, Viagra.
1: Well, I mean, only the best for our our um, listeners. Yeah, so what we're trying to say is if you see that, um, it's not on purpose. Um, but if you need some Viagra, if you could just follow one of those links... <laughs> That would be awesome. We might
0: get some money out of it, maybe. I yes.
1: Yep. Yep. If you need Cialis in Canada, there's a there's a hashtag link there that you know.
0: If you um, happen to know how to fix that,
1: <laughs> that would give you a job as our I, hashtag fixing correspondent.
0: <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take some of that Patreon money. We'll buy you some Viagra if you happen to know how to fix that in the
1: feed. Excellent. 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 Um, I think that's about it for this episode, right? We covered everything we needed. Uh, Viagra, Religion, Emily in Portland, uh, The dub Channel. Yeah, I think we're good.
0: Yeah, there's only one thing, um, one final thing. Oh, can we talk
1: about your Black Friday? I completely uh, forget. yeah, yeah. All so right. My Black Friday was miserable because I worked 12 hours on a little over an hour of sleep. How was your Black Friday, Rob? So
0: <sighs> I went and lined up. I don't know if you knew this. But um, I had a, a deal. But you don't know the story. So um, uh, I had Thanksgiving with my family, thankfully uh, nearby. So when I left my uncle's house, it Wait, was. Hold
1: uh... on. Thankfully nearby. That's what you were thankful for on Thanksgiving? What are you thankful for? <laughs> that I can go nearby and see my family. I'm just
0: saying it was a benefit that it was nearby.
1: Right. That's not even important. Why are you calling up that shit? All right. Because you said had Thanksgiving with my family. Thankfully, you actually used it in the same like.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for making me feel bad about that. Um, it's, feel, it's nice that all my family is close together, so I get to see all them is what I meant. But um, if you want to twist it into me being some shallow person, that's fine. Um, go home after Thanksgiving, and uh, I get home at like 8 or whatever at night. And I know, based on my normal sleep schedule, that I'm not getting to sleep until like one o'clock at the absolute earliest. But I'm planning on lining up for a Black Friday sale. So I know this is a problem because I gotta get out of the house by like early ass in the morning. So Um I go to sleep. I fall asleep around one thirty, wake up at four thirty, and then I'm out the door like twenty minutes later. And I line up at five AM at Binny's, which is a liquor store for the Black Friday release of um, Goose Island's Bourbon County, uh, which the store was set to open at 9 a.m. So that's sitting outside in the 30-degree temperatures from 5 to 9 a.m.
1: The only things, if someone said to me, what could possibly get Rob up at like (laughs) 5 in the morning, I would say it would have to be liquor. And I would have said this before the Black Friday thing. That would have been my answer. Liquor.
0: And it was. It was. So um, uh, I show up at the liquor store. I'm not going to tell you this big, long, drawn-out story, but I'll tell you the key points. Um, probably there's 15 to 20 people ahead of me. And uh, the whole idea with this beer that's being released is that some of it is pretty hard to come by. And if you don't get it like at release on the day, you, it's going to be very difficult to find, especially some of the different like variants. Because there was four different types that were going to be on sale, and some were much more like low low availability than others. So I'm thinking, all right, I got a good chance of getting like at least one of everything. Nine o'clock comes around, the line starts moving. Oh, by the way, um I was probably about twentieth in line. There was easily a hundred people behind me by nine
1: o'clock. I, I- I would have never thought that there would ever be a line at a liquor store. It never occurred to me that there would be a line at a liquor store until (laughs) you've told me in the past, too, that just for it's like this is coming out on Tuesday afternoon. and I have to get down there early kind of thing. Yep. that's so weird. Now, I'm assuming this is also one of those things where there was like a limit, like, yeah, limit of two per person or something along those lines.
0: Yep. So they passed out this little uh, flyer with the prices and the limits. And so there was five different ones that were going to be available there was four from this year um the most common one was two per person and the other ones were one each per person so that's two that's five bottles right it's a math
1: there. yes
0: there was also like a super rare one from last year that was going to be available in very small quantities and that was one per person and that one was seventy dollars a bottle and I was like, there's no way I'm getting that, so I'm not even worried about it. But I figured what I was going to do is I was going to go through the line, get my amount, put it in my car, and then loop back to the back of the line and try and get through again to get more. Um, I go through the line, and I am the second-to-last person to get the rare one from last year. So I got literally everything you could possibly hope for. And then I looped through the line, and I got every, all the, the limited stuff was out, so the, the regular one was the only one that was left, so I got two more of those.
1: And what was your total uh, dollar amount spent on this Black Friday excursion, if I might ask?
0: Um, a little over 180 bucks.
1: Yeah, I guess that's not that bad. So yeah. the other stuff was pretty cheap, thanks. The so one bottle for, was 70 bucks. Yeah, I mean, yeah,
0: eight, 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 eight bottles of beer, so it was 9.99 for the one, 12.99 for two of them, 23.99, and then 70 bucks.
1: So. I mean, other than the seventy dollar one, the rest of them seem pretty reasonable. I mean, ten dollars for a bottle of beer—that's what you pay if you're in downtown Chicago and you want like a Miller Genuine yeah. Draft. Right. So, you know, ultimately, that's not too bad. My uh, my hold holiday on. purchases. Oh, hold on. There's there's
0: one little there's one little catch to the whole experience. As I was uh, waiting, I was sitting on the on the sidewalk, and um, I had my phone with headphones in, in my pocket, and the phone slid out of my pocket and hit the sidewalk cracked the screen on my phone.
1: Oh, no. You've had that for like a month.
0: Yeah, I've had it for like a month. So I was like, well, there's $150 I have to spend to fix that. Um, So I was really kind of disappointed, but I got the good allotment of beer, so I was happy. Um, Turns out, I went and uh, got my screen replaced for free. So I didn't have to pay for it. So it was like the best possible Black Friday I was at. And uh, when I was at work, it was like the easiest day possible. So um, free food plus just kind of basically standing around and talking to people.
1: It's nice. I, uh, my, my day was miserable as I mentioned, but I will. Can I talk about my, my black Friday purchases, which most of them were made in like the middle of the night on Wednesday when like all the black Friday sales started going live online. Yeah. Yeah. What, what did we buy for me? So um, we didn't buy anything for you. Mm. I did buy a copy of battlefield one for PlayStation four. Um, which is a video game for a video game system. I'm saying that for your benefit, Rob. I know everyone else knows what I'm talking about. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and I purchased roughly... So, I purchased two new mods for vaping.
0: Vaping, yes, yes. I, know what, I, I really recognize yep, the term yep, mod yep, now. Yep,
1: yep, And I purchased roughly 800 milliliters of juice, which people who vape are going to be like, holy shit, did he just say about bought 800 milliliters of juice? Yes, I bought about 800 milliliters of juice.
0: That's like... Um... That's like all right so a bottle of wine is 750 milliliters.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that
0: is a ton. Yeah. That
1: is a ton. Yeah. Oh my god. So so the time the time <laughs> that 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 I was with you and and we bought a bottle of juice for John, that was a 40 milliliter bottle.
0: 800 milliliters of juice. Is there any expiration date or does this stuff just last forever?
1: It doesn't last forever, but yeah, usually the the, the rule of thumb is like a year. Um I uh, so <laughs> The Way I vape, that's that's only a few months supply, so
0: <laughs> oh my god,
1: that I know go so 50, much. I go to like 15 to like 30 milliliters a day, so
0: <laughs> yeah, wow. it like
1: 800, but no, I and and at the price I paid, quite honestly, I mean, it, it I got very good deals.
0: I hope so. So it's like shopping at Costco and getting like the two gallon fucking jar of mayonnaise,
1: yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's a little bit what it's like, so yeah crazy that was, And that was all my, I bought a new computer um, which is not a big deal but I bought a new computer to replace the one that stopped working. So yeah that was kind of my holiday shopping stuff.
0: Yeah, I just bought beer. That's all yeah. I got. Yeah, You bought uh, like 800 milliliters of beer. I did. Well, I bought more than that but <laughs> anyway. Not- I already had some of it and it's delicious. I'm sure, I'm sure. People wouldn't wait
1: out for anything less.
0: The, the one that sold for $23.99 if I wanted to sell it right now Um, I could probably get about $130 for it.
1: I don't know that I'd be able to not do that.
0: It was only available in the Chicagoland area. So Mm -hmm. the release happened nationwide, but like this one was only a Chicago release. So anybody outside of Chicago who couldn't get here for the release is like Mm -hmm. paying stupid amounts of money for it.
1: Yeah, see, I I would if it was me, I would sell the twenty three ninety nine one because then the rest of your stuff was free, basically. You know what I mean? Like whatever yeah. you get, for you know that would that would be my approach.
0: My approach is probably going to be I'm going to drink it and also do something fucked up, like add it to some candy or something like that, and put a video online as like a fuck you to the rest of the country. That's how I that's how I roll.
1: All right. That's the other thing you could do with it, I guess. So.
0: <laughs> That's more fun. All right. uh, mannequin challenge with the empty bottle or something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I still like my idea of just posting a photo with like a running timer. Because, <laughs> like, you know, there are people uh, who keep watching and be like, are they going to move? My God, they haven't moved. So you'd get someone for like 8, 12 minutes that would stare and they'd be like, I think this is just a fucking picture.
0: All right. I may do that and, and attribute
1: it to you. There you go. Um, next up on the podcast, Normal by Warren Ellis. If you uh, listened last week, you'll know that we're, we're approaching this with some anxiety, or at least I am.
0: Yeah, not not keeping our hopes up too much for it, but um, Crooked Little Vein was awesome, so fingers crossed.
1: We're crossing fingers and taking names and chewing bubble gum.
0: All that stuff. And dabbing.
1: Problems. Yeah, and dabbing. And dabbing and doing
0: dub challenges. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sign us <laughs> off before we
1: go off <laughs> the rails. All right, until next time. I'm Rob Olson, and I'm Livia Sneddon. Keep reading.